Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, there's nothing to see. You'll know when it happens if you're feeling after it. Praise God. Not not a lot to see, a whole lot to feel. A whole lot to sense in the spirit. A lot of stuff going on in the Holy Ghost right now. A lot of stuff happening in the supernatural. Tahala bokura tata babahai. Yee mana mama mahai ala rororo bokura tata babahai. Yee la mama mana la rororo bote titi e kalaratatahai. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 He's got the lavalier up on that that thing. I guarantee the lavalier's up on it. It's not this. It's the lavalier. Nothing's changed here. Huh? Uh, I don't think so. You can hear it right now. Hallelujah. 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 I haven't changed anything up here. Hallelujah. Praise and worship are not emotional first and foremost. Praise and worship is spiritual first and foremost. Praise is spiritual first and foremost. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I can't I can't hard hear myself up here and I got it up. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what is not going to happen tonight. We've had way too many experiences that are like a piece of paper laying in the road. And a semi goes by. And the turbulence from the semi causes the paper to rise and flutter. And after the semi has gone down the road and the turbulence begins to cease, we settle right back down to where we were. That is not the will of God. It is the will of God for something to happen in our hearts, minds, and spirits that is a permanent change moving into a new dimension that we not just take home, but we keep with us. It's new. Not something to go home with and then kind of let slide back down. But you go home here and you keep going. God bless you. You may be seated. For those of you who are here today, there are a couple of things that I will need to repeat tonight. Tonight, tomorrow night, and Friday night are connected. They're actually sequential. If you have read any of the stuff I posted on Apostolic Iron, uh, there are three symptoms of a church that needs to participate in spiritual warfare. I will cover these three symptoms in a little bit of detail each night and then focus on one of them. And then, as the Lord wills, I got a lot more to say about that if he allows me to during these next four teaching sessions during the day. If you have been a part of these sessions, you, you know that the Spirit of the Lord is reaching very deeply. He is trying to do a work where we will refuse to settle for what we've been settling. That's the will of God. Now it was cool today, but it's not cool tonight. So, are you, uh, is it warm out there to you? Yeah. So where's Brother Whaley with his thing? Just turn the, the fan on on the system if you don't mind. Three symptoms that a church needs to do spiritual warfare. These symptoms will mean nothing to you if you're willing to settle for the condition. 
a church that is technically an individual, an individual and a collective body that does not have a free flow of spontaneous praise and worship in their lives is at least being battled if not they're already bound. A person with victory never has to be told, let's praise the Lord. They have to be told, you can be seated. Years ago, Brother Cisco, we had such a flow of the Spirit that if I said you may be seated, it got, it, it, went, it, we, it went to another level. You say they were being rebellious. No, they weren't. You know what they were waiting for? You may be seated in Jesus' name. When I said it like that, they'd sit down. But if I just said, you can be seated. Nah. Wasn't anybody sitting down on you can be seated. That was just for the folks that were looking for an excuse. Everybody else, that was like pouring gasoline on fire. Now you have to say, can we praise the Lord in Jesus' name? Okay. Second symptom. There is not an anointing of fruitful results in our evangelistic efforts. We're not being led to hungry people. Hungry people are not being led to us. And so, therefore, there's virtually little or no hungry people. Either we're being led to to witness to, or they're being brought to us so that we can, in asking questions so we can witness, or coming as visitors to our services. The people we do get in our building, we have to get them in the building through some other means other than hunger. That's a church that needs to do spiritual warfare. And the third symptom is that it's anywhere from not easy to hard to impossible to pray people through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a gift. A person should never have to come to the altar more than once to receive it. And it shouldn't take them more than five or ten minutes to receive it. Oh, boy, boy, the Pentecostals are up in arms over that one. Oh, it's not true. Oh, no, we can get them through if we just drag them around for half an hour or two. Yeah. Grab them by the arm and jump them up and down and scream in their ear and face enough. You might get them through. All I'd like to do is see book, chapter, and verse for the, verse for the way it happened like that in the Bible. That's right. 
If that's what has, if we have to go through our gymnastics to get people prayed through the Holy Ghost, there's something wrong. The problem is, oh, Jesus, help us. The problem is, we have accepted these three conditions so long, they don't even stir us up anymore. It is normal to have to promote people to praise. It is normal to have to sing the right song, say the right words, get the right person with the right amount of emotion. Oh, my. You're... <laughs> I think I may be a little bit too close to home tonight. It's normal. That's normal. You almost no go, you, you almost never go any place anymore that that's not the norm. Norm to who or to whom? Norm to you, norm to God in the Bible. Which norm do you want? Now, you just have to take this any way you want to take it. But I am not Pentecostal. Don't want to be Pentecostal. Don't want to have anything to do with being Pentecostal. And so I have to just love my brethren and the brotherhood enough to put up with being labeled Pentecostal. Everything in, under the sun's Pentecostal these days. I'm apostolic. You know what it means to be apostolic? Being apostolic doesn't mean you just preach Acts 2.38. Being apostolic doesn't mean you just believe in one God. Being apostolic means you, can, you believe you cannot improve on the Bible. And so the goal is to get back to what they did, how they did it. So you're living a lot of dissatisfaction then, don't you, Brother Wright? Yes, I would rather live dissatisfied than settled. I would rather live... Knowing, being honest with myself, that we were living beneath what God would give us than to believe what we had is what he intends. Because if I get disturbed enough, I might just make up my mind to do something about it. But if I'm satisfied... I'm never going to do anything about it. Now, I haven't played my trumpet in a long time. But I'm a musician. And I know how to play it. Years ago, I made a decision. 
that it took a different anointing for me to play my trumpet than it did for me to lead the ministry of the church when it was time. And it got old and I was not happy with how long it took me to lay the trumpet down and pick up that flow of anointing necessary to take the church where God wanted to take it that night. So I made a choice. There was a time when I was a kid, I thought going to heaven was getting to play my trumpet in God's orchestra for the rest of eternity. That's how much I loved it. I really thought that. I'm not saying I was good. I just like doing it. I love doing it. But I made a choice to lay that down for something that was more important. I'm not a great singer, but I love to sing. I love to sing. Love to sing with other people, sing harmony. I drive poor sister Trish Bailey crazy because I have my own microphone over here. And I sing when I feel like it. And I'll sing tenor a while. And I'll sing baritone a while. And then I'll see if I can sing below baritone and see if I can sing above tenor. Never the lead. I, lead, that's for sissies. That's for people that just, they don't know any better. I, I want to sing harmony. I enjoy it. Love to do it. So I said all that to say this. Praise and worship, music and singing should support The spirit of praise and worship. It can't be the source of it. Oh Lord. Now you, 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 you understand here. I'm not, I, I'm not here to condemn people and things and stuff. That's not the purpose. But the Holy Ghost is challenging us to stop settling for what has become Pentecostal culture. As professional musicians as we can get, as professional singers we can get, work on it until all the parts and all the... You know, I know the book says play skillfully. Wonderful, that's great. But there is no place in the book that you can find where music and singing were the foundation of praise and worship rather than the complement to it. Oh, Lord. Mm. Well, praise God. I just never expected it to be quite this kind of grind. But I'm built for a grind. I've spent enough time with grinds that I know how to gear down until the Holy Ghost just busts that thing wide open. So, how much time you got? I got all evening. What is that resistance we're feeling right now? Is that really humanity? You feel that? Can you? Come on now, come on. And I'm not asking you to not be truthful. If you can't feel it, you can't feel it. But can you feel that resistance? Yeah, yeah. 
Whatever you think that resistance is from, it's not from humans. It is the adversary using what we're conditioned to to resist what God wants to do. I got one question. If our church, I have never said this in my life ever, and this just came from the Holy Ghost. If your church could be transported and put into the upper room on the day of Pentecost, would your church's praise draw the multitude? Because that, my friend, is the praise and the worship that God has ordained for His church. It's not a noise. It's a flow of the Holy Ghost. It's a liberty in the Spirit. Jesus name Jesus name Hallelujah 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 But we're not there yet brother right Okay you're not there yet but are you going to settle for not getting there Is it okay with you if you never get there Is God a respecter of persons? Then why would he have done that for them? It wouldn't do it for us. I love that no respecter of persons deal. I have prayed that so many times over so many different things. Not trying to manipulate God. It's a question of faith. It's just my faith. If you've done this for this one, and we need this done, then. I understand giftings and all that stuff. I don't want your giftings. You'd be a fool to want mine. That's about as kind as I can say it. I started to say it and I held back, so I'll just tell you what I started to say. I'm not really saying it. I don't want mine.
But because I'm not in control, I have to make peace with what I do have. And so do you. But giftings are one thing. But what is what should be common to us is something completely different. You know. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The blessing is not being filled. The blessing is the hungering and thirsting. And I could take a sip of this. And that takes the dryness out of my mouth. But I can guarantee you, about 5, 10, 15 minutes, that dryness is coming back. And last night I left here, I was hungry. And, and, and I had to wait till I got home. And I fixed that tonight. Right in my cup holder right now, waiting on me. Are four of those miniature size Snickers with almonds. And between this parking lot and the five minutes it takes me to get to the house where food will be available in few, just a few minutes, those four won't be around anymore. Because last night I left here hungry. And it took too long to do something about it. Because hungry makes you desperate. And hunger will make you make plans to take care of it. That's what hunger will do. You don't have to be hungry very many times till you start saying, wait just a minute. Why be hungry if I don't have to be hungry? If God puts me through it, so be it. But I don't have to put me through it. I can make plans to take care of this hunger. And why would God equate hunger and thirst to something taking place in me spiritually? If he didn't understand how hunger and thirst works. If you come to a church service, go to a prayer meeting, go to teach a Bible study, go to a, a home group or whatever you call those, go to any kind of ministerial activity, and you go to participate and there's no expectancy in you, then you went without faith. Because you cannot separate faith from expectancy. And listen to what the book says. That which is not of faith. <coughs> well, it's okay. It's just not good. Really? That's not the word in the book. That which is not of faith is sin. You know how many people there are that say they're saved that sin just by coming to church? Because they walk in the building with no expectancy. They come for the purpose. 
of putting in their time, fulfilling their obligation. They don't want the preacher or somebody from the church calling and checking up on them. So they show up, but they never show up. And you know what happens to people that come to church with no expectancy? They look for the nearest judge's stand. And they separate themselves from everybody else. And they crawl up in the judge's stand. And they get their little placards out with the numbers on it. And everything that goes on in the service, they flip up their number. That's a nine. That's a two. And everybody that walks in the building is either a participant or a judge. You either come in the building hungry with expectancy or you come to judge. Let's see. Let's see what. Oh, well, there's some others dancing. Oh, there's some others running. Okay, I can run. Because I got to see what everybody else is doing to keep up. But when you come with expectancy, it doesn't matter if the building's full of corpses. You and Jesus can move into a place of praise which moves you into a place of faith and faith moves God oh Jesus help us God does not respond to need. God responds to faith. You can't talk God into feeling sorry enough for you to change anything. Because the first time he changed somebody's situation because he felt sorry for them, he then becomes guilty if he doesn't change everybody else's situation because he should feel sorry for them. After all, he is God. God responds to faith. You can't shame God into doing what needs to be done. You can't manipulate God into doing what needs to be done. You can't obligate God into doing what needs to be done. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. You may be seated. Let's go to Matthew 1. Wow. I sure love working with Jesus. Because he loves not telling me a thing about where I'm going. <laughs> it's true. We walk by faith, not by sight. Because I don't have any sight. It's just faith. Matthew 1, where are we? Who's on the screen? Okay, let's skip down to the end of the generations. 
the begats and who did what and all that. Where's that at? That's not the end of it, is it? Come on now. It's like four, five, ten, fifteen, twenty verses down. Let's go. Come on. Help me. Nope. Get to where the angel showed up to Mary. Or was it Joseph in this one? Then I'm in the wrong place. I need to go to Luke chapter 2. I'm not ready for this because this is not where I was going tonight. But somebody else is in charge. Uh, go down to three. I apologize. Four, five, six, seven. Wrong place. This is the birth of Jesus. Forget it. No, is it 135? Thank you for your help. Luke 135. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the high shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Next verse. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth. I think that was too far for what I'm looking for. Let's try verse 32. Thirty-one. The Lord's give me a break. Twenty-eight. The angel. Finally, we're there. Praise God. And the angel came in under her and said, "Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women." And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Next verse. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is six months with her, who is called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, this word with in the Greek means literally 
in the presence of. And I went through all of that to get to that word with. In the presence of God, nothing shall be impossible. And when we're under so much pressure to reproduce Pentecostal culture by emotion, song, music, style, etc., etc. And we stir up emotion, but we have not entered into his presence. Then people will not respond to the gospel. But you take the hardest sinner known. And you get him in an atmosphere where people love Jesus. And they're not afraid of anything or anybody. And they have liberty. They've got victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith has expectancy. So they get, they have this liberty. They have this faith. They love Jesus. They're not performing. They just want to get in his presence. They just want to praise him. They want to give him the glory due unto his name. They just want to honor him. They want to give thanks. They want to rejoice. They want to be decent in order. And when the, whoever's in charge says stop, they'll stop. But they're not waiting on somebody to say go. They came in ready to go. And they get going and they want that. And you bring that hardened, cynical sinner into that atmosphere. And the presence of God begins to manifest. And the impossible will happen in the presence of God. If you're not seeing the miracles, if you're not seeing the salvation, if you're not seeing the harvest, if you're not seeing people drawn to Jesus like the word is promised, the first place you check is the authenticity of your praise and worship. Is it biblical praise and worship? Or is it just cultural response to music and singing? Because if it's real, God begins to move. I learned many, many, many years ago when people yield to God and the Holy Ghost begins to do awesome things in praise and worship. You got a choice to make. You can just let that just go and people just get everything they want to get and all for themselves and whatever. But there's a point in time, there's a point there when you turn that from what we're getting to that same flow of the Spirit into ministering to others. And the number of miracles that God does in that kind of situation 
is beyond comprehension. But if you let that thing just go until it just kind of fades away, dies down, people are satiated, they got all they want, all they need, this is it, this is enough, wasn't this a great service? Woo, this was a great service. Well, what happened? I don't know, but it was a great service. I danced. I shouted. I talked in tongues. Boy, it really was great for me. Well, what else happened? I don't know. Because that's all that happened. Hear me right now. You can write it down. I said it. And I'll debate anybody over it. Everything that we have called a move of God in the past was never for the purpose of just being a move of God. Every move of God was for the purpose of the presence of God manifesting himself so that the impossible could then begin to happen. But that doesn't happen for people that don't want it more than they want to breathe. This is my firstborn son. His name is David for a reason. Because every time I say his name, every time I look at him, every time I hear him preach, his name reminds me, don't settle. Because Psalms 43 says, as the heart Panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. True praise and worship that is unfeathered, unfettered. There's no negative effect from demonic powers. It's an expression of a hunger. And a desperation, not desperation from a, a fear standpoint, but reaching, I, I want to be in his presence. I've said this so many times, so many of you have heard me say it, but i got to say it in this context. Individually, male or female, we are sons of God. Collectively, male or females, we're a part of the bride of Christ. You tell me who has more influence over the... Husband slash dad. A son or a bride? Let's ask the question. Son, who has more influence with me? You or your mother? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's the matter? Is that too stupid of a question to answer? I never made a vow to be a father. 
We weren't chosen to be sons in the Logos before the foundation of the world. What was chosen before the foundation of the world was the bride. And the difference between the son and the bride is where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Oh, it doesn't say when my son goes to prayer, I show up automatically. Because that ain't true. I've had a lot of days as a son praying by myself. He didn't show up automatically. And I've had other days he showed up and just stared. What? You ever had your son do you that way? What? What do you mean what? Why are you looking at me like that? Do I have to explain it? But not the bride. No, 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 no. Not the bride. Not the bride. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. If any two of you agree is touching anything on earth, you shall have it of my Father which is in heaven. If one can put a thousand to flight. If one can put a... What can two do? It's not two thousand. Anybody like math? I like math. I like that kind of math. One, a thousand. Two, ten thousand. Three. Not twenty thousand. A hundred thousand. Four. I love that kind of math. So when we come together, there is enough God in this room tonight that if we connected together with each other and then became a, then, then praise to the point that more than just the God in us that came in here with us, if you want to put it that way, is present. But God manifests himself in the midst of us because we are together. Stuff's going to happen. Minister friend, can you leave a service where essentially nothing special happened and <clears throat> go home and get in your comfortable clothes and get your iPad out or your laptop out and get you something to eat and get all cocked up and be comfortable and just while away your time to you to service till it's time to go to bed because I did my job. We had church. I led it. I preached. Okay. 
Is it okay with you to just have another normal service? We had, how was church? It was good. Really? What's that? Oh, it was, just, it was good. Oh, what do you mean good? I don't know. It's just good. Well, what happened? Nothing. It was just good. Good. Had a few visitors. Didn't embarrass myself preaching. So and so was on key most of the time when she was singing the praise singers tonight. That's an improvement. So it was good. It was good. It was good. Nobody got saved. Nobody got healed. Nobody got delivered. Nobody's life was changed. Nobody was challenged. It was good. It was just just good. I'm not trying to shame anybody here. I'm not being critical. I'm trying to challenge you. The Holy Ghost is trying to challenge you. This isn't good enough. This isn't in the Bible, but I like to say it. The good is the enemy of the best. If you're going to settle for the good, you'll never have the best. How was church? It was good. 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 How was your prayer meeting? Good. What do you mean good? Well, I got my hour, hour in. Now I can go do what I want to do. It's good. I just prayed a whole hour and wasn't hardly bored much. It was good. It was good. I read a couple chapters in the Bible and understood about a tenth of it. It was good. Didn't bother to check any verses that I didn't understand. I didn't see anything that particularly interested me enough to even investigate it. So, but it was good. It was good. I'm sure glad I'm not married to you. Because I don't want a good marriage. I'm not willing to settle for a good marriage. I don't care how good today is. I want tomorrow to be better. What, what do you mean? I'm not talking about what she does. We had a ladies or district ladies retreat here last week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Friday was my 45th wedding anniversary. My wife is district ladies president. Guess where she was all day Friday and Friday night. She was here. It was ladies' retreat. That's her job, her responsibility. Long time ago, we knew that the kingdom of God was going to have to take precedence over special days, and we would have to celebrate those special days when it fit the work of the kingdom. We don't put special days ahead of the work of God. We do the special days. We just don't make them happen that day. But being district superintendent, this I don't know if other superintendents did this, but it was kind of like, well, if I am going to do this job, then you're going to come greet the ladies as superintendent. I understand that kind of language. So every year I've come and greet the ladies. Well, this year, 
I started a long time ago, I, I think from the beginning. Every year on the anniversary, I got, I get, got a rose for every year. And then it got to the place, I'm not going to buy 45 roses. Four dozen is 48. She's not going to be upset with me because there's three extra roses in there. Right? You get the picture. So, I go out and buy the roses myself. I do the arrangement myself because I want it to be personal. There's no florist that can do it nice enough that's good enough to make up for the fact that I didn't do it. Well, you're looking at me weird. Man, somebody needs to tell you about points. You need to understand pretty quickly because you're obviously in the red, seriously. Because here's the problem with points. You've got to work hard to build them up in just one stupid moment. You can wipe them all out. Men are pretty inept like that, you know. And women are pretty tough when it comes to that. So you, you, you work hard to build up all those points, and it, you, it just takes one stupid moment. And you, your, your smugness at all those points, you're in the black, they disappear in a heartbeat. And if you can't make peace with it being like that, then you're probably not ever going to be very successful as a husband. So, I went out and got my roses, and I, a few years ago I had to buy one, a big old crystal vase. It's about this tall, really heavy, big old opening so I can get them all in there. So I snuck it in the building and got up here, greeted the ladies, and then had it brought in. Now, how many points do you think I got? Doing that in front of all those ladies. Hear me right now. My points account is off the chart right now. And if I can just be careful and not blow it, woo, I'm in the black. Because you see, you see, the, the point is, being married is not about what you get out of being married. You're only successful at marriage is how happy you make the other person. And when you consider how difficult it is for, me to, for somebody to live with me, because I'm an extremely focused person. And the more focused I get, the very, very normal stuff, or the more focused I get, the very normal stuff I forget completely. Forget me remembering what day the garbage goes out. That's not possible. Of course, that's not possible for most men either. It's, ladies, it's a male thing. Don't you see that garbage? No. 
Don't you know what day this is? Well, I don't know. What day is this? I thought this was Wednesday. No, it's not Wednesday. It's garbage day. I thought the calendar said it's Wednesday. I don't know. It's, where, did, where did they change the name of this to garbage day? So the point here is to make peace. Look, I tell you what. I really do want to take the garbage down. I don't want you because mine's different. See, I don't know how yours is, but let me tell you how mine does. She didn't say a word about me forgetting it. Next thing I hear is the garbage being wheeled down the driveway. And she comes in the house, doesn't say a word. Never says a word. But she knows where I am when she takes it down. She knows I can't possibly fail to hear the wheels of that garbage can as it rolls down the driveway. So, David, come up here. I tried not to do this. I'm sorry. Now, I don't know what's going on with you, son. This is not the Javid I know. And whoever's influencing you and messing with you, that stops tonight. The hand of God's on your life. And I'm not standing here and letting the adversary use some dingbat to put stuff in your head that's not of God and see you cheated out of the place of God. Raise your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind that spirit. In the name of Jesus, loose him right now. Jesus name 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 
people produce bound worship. Free people participate in spontaneous praise and worship. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. With God, all things are possible. In the presence of God, all things are possible. Come on, quit watching. Move. Move into it. Yield to God. Obey God. Let the Spirit be Lord. Quit trying to control it. Quit trying to tell Him what you're going to do and not do. Let the Spirit be Lord. Obey the Spirit of the Lord. Receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. In the name of Jesus. Come on. If you can break through here, you can go home and lead a breakthrough. If you can break through here tonight, then we can break through tomorrow night. Then we can break through Friday night. And you can take breakthrough home with you. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. spectator enter in enter in enter in quit spectating enter in praise is not about your circumstances worship is not about your problems praise and worship is about Jesus It's about your thankfulness. It's about honoring Him, glorifying Him. It's about His Lordship. If you don't break through here, you're not going to go home and break through. If you're not going to press and break through in this atmosphere, you're not going to go home and break through. Jesus' name. 
Jesus' name. name. Come on. Come on. We're not going to do that Pentecostal 20 seconds, are we? We're not going to look around, see what somebody else is doing and stop because somebody else is stopping, are we? This is between you and Jesus. Sandaye, il rivo sonno rivenire a mondo riel in mondo bahaye. 
over and take somebody with a hand. Come on, let the Holy Ghost begin to pray. Come on. Let the spirit of intercession begin to move. Come on. All over this place. Connect with somebody. Connect with somebody. Come on, there's angelic manifestations all in this place. Come on, connect with somebody right now. Yeah!
Just stay just another moment. There's still some people that the Holy Ghost is ministering to. Come on, just stay connected for just another moment. Come on, just another moment. Come on, just another moment. Come on, there's still a few pockets. But God's still doing something. Let's not rush through this. Oh, come on, it'd be easy just to let up. It'd just be easy just to let up and do something else, but God's still doing something. The spirit of ministry is still moving in this place. Come on, just stay in the spirit for just another moment. Stay in the spirit for just another moment. Jesus, 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 Come on, it's easy to lose focus, but come on, I'm asking you. Don't lose focus, just stay in the spirit. Don't get distracted. Don't get looking around if you don't know what else to do. Why don't you just close your eyes and just pray in the spirit, or just close your eyes and just spend a few moments in worship. Come on, don't get distracted looking around. Get your spirit wandering. Come on, this is only just the 
the beginning of what God's going to do here tonight. But it'd be easy to get our flesh distracted looking around. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. still doing something why don't the rest of you just lift your hands to heaven right now come on let's just 
Let's just flow, have a flow upwards right now. Come on. There's still some people that God is doing some significant things in their lives, and we're not going to cheat them out of that. But we're not going to get distracted either. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Hallelujah 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Ashatabaha Kosotoria Pahasatahaye, Robabaha Sotoria Tabaharabahaye, Hallelujah, oh Jesus. Jesus, can we just spend them two moments here and just praise him and worship him for a moment? Come on. Can we just do that? Can we do it all over this place for a minute? Oh. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' 
Jesus name Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah Jesus name Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's okay. Just do that. Come on. That's okay. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Jesus name. Praise God. Praise God. There's something very specific, very specific anointing that has just moved in this place. And uh, I'm going to need, if I could, to get some room down here. So if you're not praying, being prayed for, could you just... Give me some room down here for a moment. This is in no way to say that Antioch, and when I say Antioch, I mean this local assembly has all the answers. But I do believe that the Lord has uh, caused this church to rise up for a purpose. And so... What I feel to do, and I've checked it with the authority to make sure that we're in the Holy Ghost. What I feel to do is not to set us above anyone else. It's just the conduit by which God has chosen to use. Okay, so we can establish that. But if you're here tonight and you are a, you're in ministry, and I'll I'll, I'll leave that loosely defined. If you're in ministry in a church outside of Antioch, I want to ask you and your wife to come up here tonight. If you're in ministry, and I'll, I'll leave that loosely defined. Pastor, licensed minister, uh, whatever ministry, if you're in a ministry of, your, of, a, of a local assembly, I'll leave that up to you to determine that. But I'd like for you and your wife to come. And if you could, I know we're kind of limited up here. With space, but just spread out a little bit to give us some space. Praise God. I, the tendency is kind of the bottleneck here, but praise God.
Just a few moments ago during the time of prayer that moved in here, a very specific angelic manifestation came in here, and it was the the manifestation of impartation. I'll get it out here in a minute. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask, we're going to do this, I'll, I'll explain that in a minute, but I believe very specifically that in just a moment, we're going to pray for you, for every one of you that came up here. And there's going to be an impartation that takes place in your spirit. And you ask, what impartation? To be TBV, to be revealed. I don't know what it is. The Lord didn't tell me. It's, I don't think it's going to be the same for everyone, but there are specific impartations that are going to take place in you in just a moment. So if I could, can I get all of senior leadership licensed ministers from Antioch and your spouses to come up here, please? Senior leadership and, and uh, licensed ministers of Antioch and your spouses to come up here, please. Sister Chris Evans, could I impose upon you to come up here, please? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or there's some there are some big angels in this place right now. Mm. Mm. Sister Evans, can you make your way up here, please, if you could wiggle your way through, part the Red Sea for her? Here's what I'm I'm gonna ask in some in the those of you for Antioch, can you kind of filter your way through here? Psalms, you're not blocked back. Here's what we're going to do. In just a moment, there's going to be an anointing that comes in this place. Sister Evans here is one of the intercessors here is our church. God has used her mightily. And she's going to begin to intercede. And these men and women from Antioch are going to lay hands on you. And I, I, I believe there is going to be a in, impartation that takes place in you. I've heard some of you out of your own mouth. I've heard uh, in passing some of you saying that you desire to leave here differently. This is where it began. The bishop already said you can't go home and have victory unless you first get victory. And you can't go home and impart something into the places God has put you if something has not been imparted into you first. By the authority of the word of God and by the power 
power of the name of Jesus. I loose the spirit of impartation. I loose the angelic manifestation to move into this place right now. I loose the spirit of the almighty God to move in this house right now in the name of Jesus. I loose the spirit of intercession to fall. Let it be imparted right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, Antioch, begin to pray. Come on. Come on, Antioch, begin to intercede. God wants to do something right here. Ata kato, ata kato, 
Is there anything too hard for God? Don't think that there is. Whatever you have asked Him for, He is your Heavenly Father. He is greater than any need that you have. I tell you, He is in the house in a wonderful, powerful, and anointed way. We have received a new dimension today. You need to go home expecting to take what you're feeling here now with you. The force of Calvary, the blood of Jesus, the mind of Christ. Walk with that wherever you go. He is here to empower you and to direct your steps. He does not know failure. We we know failure, but he does not. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you thank him for what you've asked him for right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Itahalorobokuratabahaya. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we done? Are you done? Got all you want? Is this good enough? My, 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 my. My, wow.
if I could have your attention for just a little while. If we can push back just again and clear this front area for a minute. Maybe a little bit more. Several years ago, I was praying alone. And the Lord quickened to me a place just outside of our country. There was actually a word that came to me that wasn't a word that I used, but as I was praying, this word came to me and I... After getting a release from praying, I went to my computer and I just did a search on the word. And there was actually a map that came up, a region in the world, starting from the south or the tip of South Florida, covered the tip of Mexico, the Cancun area, and then all the islands out there. And there was a big circle. And I believe that the Lord spoke to me about a spirit of dominion there. And uh, I wasn't sure what to do with it. I prayed for direction and didn't get a whole lot of direction in, in just praying. But I knew the Lord had spoke to me. And then I started researching a little bit. And it ended up that I began to put together this... PowerPoint, starting from the Lord giving me this word, and then this map, and then this region, and then the things that seemed to tie to it. And I remember trying to teach from it one night. I, I there was a beginning, but I didn't know what the ending was. And I so I did what I thought I could do, and it finished incomplete. It would be another month or so that I would travel with Brother Tony Bailey and a friend of mine, Pedro Guzman, to do a manifest meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, in a Spanish-speaking church. It was an apostolic assembly church. And from the time of leaving Puyallup and getting there, Brother Guzman had put together a PowerPoint that seemed to take off from where I ended and progressed to an end. And so it was there that I gave my portion. Brother Guzman followed with his portion. And then Brother Bailey began to speak from that point. And a spirit of prayer erupted in the room. And there was something that came upon me that I had never felt before. I was I was away from the people and literally facing something that was hanging on the wall. And when the utterance lifted of me speaking six or eight inches to the wall, I turned to Tony Bailey and I said, Tony, I was standing in the basilica in Rome. And the authority of God was speaking directly to a spiritual dominion. And we just equated these things. There was a witness of these things happening. But not knowing, are we supposed to do something with that? 
or was what was being either set in motion or accomplished took part in a window of time. I would dare say that there's probably stories around this room that if given the opportunity, you could tell of one night in a prayer meeting or in one situation where there was an unction that came upon you that seemed different from at other times that you walked away knowing maybe even with specifics but you felt a little intimidated to even tell anybody about it because you knew it was beyond you know if somebody was to come and tell you one day I was in this situation and we were desperate and you know what I prayed and the Lord caused the sun to stand still well we'd probably write them off as crazy we would right but we wouldn't write that off because we know we have book on that but see the things that we have been taught in these last several hours through these last couple of days this is where it's taking us to is a faith of believing with a confidence to operate with a confidence not of man but of God nobody will believe the story until we get over there and he'll relay the times and the seasons now I got some specifics here tonight If you by birth, what do we call that? What's the word that describes that? You what? Yeah. If you're native of a country in Southeast Asia or you worked there or for some situation you were there for a brief time. And you know right now that the Lord is beginning to talk to you. Would you please walk to the front? You and whoever's involved with you. I'm not talking about you live there now. I'm talking about either by nationality, Southeast Asia, by nationality, okay, Asia. By nationality, you worked there, something, and you knew that there was a quickening in your spirit. Would you come and stand in this front? We're going to wait just a couple moments longer. Would you stand in a way that there's enough distance between you that there may become somebody come and stand alongside of you? It doesn't matter what your purpose was. It doesn't matter the connection or the affiliation. Okay, now listen to me. If you that are not standing up here either by burden 
or quickening as of this moment feel like you want to come and stand next to one of these that are standing here. Either by burden or by quickening right now. Come on. I'd like for my wife to come up here. You've done this in your own assemblies. You've prayed proxy. You said, I'm going to come and stand in the stead of at a burden. For whatever reason, something started here for me some 16 years ago. You remember that night, Paul? And I've never understood the connection. That's immaterial. But it was as real as real could be. And it lives to this moment. I want you to situate yourself. Some of you stand in front of those that were here because you're going to lay hands on them and pray for them. Would you do this? Make room. Be a, make a pod, something. But let it be known exactly where you're at and who you're with. And we're going to just begin to pray And let the Lord do as He wills here tonight. I pray the quickening power of God to be upon you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Spiritual utterance to come upon you now. In the name of Jesus Let God be the author here tonight. Father, you do the work, you do the work, you do the work. Solo ropa haya toro ro 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 
I receive. I hear. I hear from you. I don't in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, So be it in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah, Mahai. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Shimaluria Ramando Yosikitaha. Yeluria Masikiano Yoloromataha. Leteleye, Yikandoloromasitaha. Niataya Loriasu. Mi candolo rialamando yo lo rialamasuye. Ia tayo lo rocosholo romasi. Numata no lo romasi kiando yo. Numata yo lo romasi kiando. In the name of Jesus. Shiva katayo lo roma. Ia tayo lo rocosholo romasi taha. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He coloroso sholo romando yo. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, we believe, Father. Mm. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you, Father. I love you, Father. I love you, my God. I love you, my God. I love you, my God. Oh, Loro Masuki Ando Yosi Alamatahaya. Si, O Loro Mando Yosi Kiando Yo. No Mande Leyi Alamataha. No Sokosho Mando Yo. Oh, yes, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. We've got to believe that we will be used in the supernatural. God will manifest. Listen to me, please. We've got to believe that God will use us in the supernatural. That he will manifest himself in ways to us in the Super natural above the natural plane. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. I was I was twenty three years old. Brand new in the church, six months, ten months, a year, somewhere along the line. I started to get involved in a mission downtown, and I went to pick up a man at the mission one time because he said he would come to church with me. I was young, very inexperienced. I did have the Holy Ghost, and I knew that. And... When I went to the mission to pick this man up, he was not there. I went in the mission. I came back out. And before I could get in the car, a man sitting on a bench on the sidewalk in downtown said to me, he said, hey, preacher. Yeah, you. I got a question. Okay. I went over to him and I asked him. Or he started, he asked a question, and I went to answer, and he asked another question. I went to answer that, he asked, he asked another question. As he began to continue asking me questions, he was getting angry. He was getting very upset. By that time, I'm down on my haunches, and he's on this seat over top of me, and he kept getting closer and closer and closer. He got up this close to me in my face. I was scared to death. And all of a sudden, I felt an eruption coming from this. I thought, in split second, I'm thinking, I'm going to speak in tongues here in a minute. I'm, I'm outside on the sidewalk, downtown. And this guy's in my face. Well, without thinking too much, I just let it go. And it was like lightning. Bam, 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 bam. It was like God said, sit down, devil, and shut up. That's what it felt like to me. The guy sat down. He got up and he walked across the street. 
There was another guy sitting right next to him on the bench. I got up off my haunches and I sat down on the bench next to him. I said, wow, (laughs) did you see that? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. There was an alley between me and him. I went to church really fast, got to my pastor, told him the story. He said, just let let it keep happening, son. Just let it keep happening. To me, that was a supernatural experience that I simply participated in. I didn't go looking for it. It just manifests itself. Do you know that God does that for us through seasons and times in our life, giving us a taste? I'd, I'd like you to walk in this. I'd like to, that you would have a life in this every day. Now, I want to elaborate a little bit on that situation that happened here some 16 years ago. Whenever that first manifest meeting was, after being here for six days, we committed to be here seven days and not eat. Stay in the building. And apparently not sleep. But after six days, somebody said, well, we're going to break the fast. We're going to go eat. It's, you know. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. I've never done this in my life. I'm not going to go eat. I committed for the whole trip. I stayed in the church. Everybody was gone. I found a place in a copy room that used to exist somewhere way back up there. And went to sleep. (laughs) I would have never woken up. But Brother David Wright walked in the room and said, "Uh, Brother Schoonover, my dad's looking for you. Service has already started. I had a little bit more. Hair going everywhere. Okay, I'm coming. I come down in the place on, I think, okay, all right, and I made my way into this, and I stood right over there, this was in the over, we were on the concrete, in the memories, and God was shining upon three Asian women in this congregation, like light bulbs to me, and so I go to Brother Wright, I said, Brother Wright, Maybe he came to me and said, are you okay or something? But I said, I don't know why, but there's something about these three women. Asian, that's all I knew they were. I feel drawn. Is it all right for me to have them pray for me? Sure. And so he walks off. So I head over to one of them and, oh, she's praying with somebody else. I thought, okay, I'll wait. Then it gets in his spirit. He runs over to one, takes her hand off the person and brings him over and puts it on my head. And the other one and puts it on my head. And these three women are praying for me. The heavens are coming down. Get this. One of the women is speaking in tongues right here in my ear. And I am speaking in tongues and we are saying the exact same thing. In another Every word, the same, the same. 
Rick Gonzalez takes the microphone and starts prophesying on what's happening. I don't know nobody. I'm nobody. What's this got to do? I'm still living to find out. All I'm saying to you is we need to live our lives expecting the supernatural to come upon our situations and simply agree to be involved. We don't have to chase it or pursue it. It's his existence. Anyway, that's all. The point, the point that the Holy Ghost is making here tonight is you can say, well, that this is all okay for here and now, but this wouldn't work as regular church. Well, your regular church isn't working too good as it is. So I'd I'd really like to know what you could lose by having irregular church, uncommon church. I think the word that's just been used is supernatural church. I got a lot of good friends that do this, and I'm not being critical of them. I'm honestly not. And I go preach for them, and they do this, and I don't say a word. But I got the mic, and this is the building I am part of. If you do this, I don't know it. I don't know anybody in this building that does it. And if you do this, I'm not trying to be critical. But who in the world started this stuff? A preacher's congregating back in the office and making some big procession into the building. Who started that? God have mercy on our souls. So pre-service prayer is only for saints while preachers gab back in the office and decide what order they're going to come out in? You're kidding me, right? And I got some really good friends that do Good friends. I love them. But they do that mess. Because they got good friends that do that, and they don't want to be seen, they don't want to seem to be unorganized. I don't know about you, but there's something that draws me to to the place where people are praying. I don't want to hang out someplace and wait for all that to happen and come make my appearance. Oh Lord, have mercy. I'm talking on the subject tonight. And by the way, when did music take over the platform and move the preachers off of it? Wow. 
When you take the ministry off the platform and sit them down and turn the platform over to the music and the singers, you just told everybody what your priority is. And the guy that's supposed to be ministering that service that sits through worship with his back to everybody, he has to operate in the natural because he has no ability to operate in the spiritual. You know what? I appreciate all these precious people that do all this. But if I got any say, if room has to be made, there can be less singers and less musicians. Why? Because myself and whoever's involved in the leadership of this church needs to be up there where, where they can see and feel what's going on so they'll know what God is telling them to do about it. That's not Chester Wright spewing. I don't understand. Surely, I'm not the only preacher with these giftings and this sensitivity that I'm interested in feeling what the Holy Ghost is doing in that service and seeing it and, and, and needing to be someplace where I can see what's going on and feel what's happening. Surely I'm not. I, I, I don't believe that. I refuse to accept that. That why, why don't you just fight your enemy with both hands tied behind your back? Why don't you do that? Why don't you just preach with blinders on? Why don't you do that? I've said this before, but I feel to say it again. There's very few things in Pentecost more indicting than us talk about a divine interruption. Oh, we had a divine interruption tonight. You're kidding me, right? So the only way God could work was he had to interrupt. And what was it that he interrupted? Whose plans were those? Who came up with that that was being interrupted? Who was leading that that got interrupted? A move of God starts long before the people that want to have a move of God and liberty and praise that leads to ministry that flows. Starts long before that. Where people get alone with God first by themselves. And but, it, 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 I know, getting home from work, trying to get clean, whatever. But don't you have five minutes? Don't you have ten minutes you could just get by yourself and say, tell you, say to your wife or your husband, what, kids, I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. And just go get somewhere and get your spirit quiet. Get your thoughts quiet and try to get in tune with God. Okay, Lord, what do you want to do tonight? And how, how should I cooperate with that? How do you, how do you want me to cooperate with what you want to do tonight? How can I be 
a part of what you're wanting to do tonight? How can I flow with what you want to do tonight so you can do everything you want to do? How? What can I do? And then you walk into the building with expectancy. If you got the Holy Ghost, it's, oh, Lord, have mercy. This was the Catholic colony. I'm not speaking negatively against anybody. But if you're Catholic, just be Catholic. If you're apostolic, be apostolic. Don't call yourself apostolic and act Catholic. The Catholics have a way of doing it. It's their way. It's good. It's fine for them. That's their business. But they have a few that does everything and everybody else is a spectator. That's Catholic. That's not apostolic. That's Catholic. You want to be Catholic? There's several of them around here. You're not about to show up here tomorrow. They have mass in the morning, 6 a.m. Go there. You got to, then you can go sightseeing tomorrow. You can go in there and watch. The priest will do everything, and you just put in your time, and, and then you can go on about your business. What a deal. Well, you're getting the short end of this stick. You're apostolic. You either have the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost, you're a part of the ministry. You have the Holy Ghost, you've got some responsibility for what happens in that service. No, no, we pay the preacher for that. You may pray some preacher, but you don't pay me. Oh, we give our tithes and you get paid. No, 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 no. No, you give your tithes to God. If he wants to buy bubblegum with it, that's his business. Hey, this could be the Old Testament. What if he took your $1,000 you just gave and put a little bowl and set it to set a match to it. Thank you for your offering. That's the Old Testament. You bring your best lamb, they cut its throat and burn its ashes. Hey, wait, wait a minute. I, I, I could have used that lamb. I, I know what you gave it to God. What do you do with it? He just burned it to ashes. Nice offering. You talk about giving your offering and releasing it. In the Old Testament, at least they did that. This is called a war. The theme is spiritual warfare. Not warfare. Spiritual warfare. In the United Pentecostal Church, when I was in my early 20s as a preacher, if there was tongues and interpretation in the church, you were, you, you, people were afraid your church was about to backslide. Because the supernatural in the United Pentecostal Church. Let's get some, let's get some, uh, skeletons out of the closet. Some of you live in, in ignorance. 
in the United Pentecostal Church, maybe 90% of the places, even if you believed in the supernatural, you didn't tell anybody. Because you were about to be branded as a fanatic. And I didn't have a pastor because my dad moved me all over the place. And I didn't have anybody. I had to be loyal to their teachings. And all I wanted was God. Just God. And so I read the Bible to find God. And all I saw was a book full of the supernatural. And then I compared what I saw in the book to where I was going to church at the time. And I'm going... Let's see, if I got to choose, I choose this. This is what I choose. I'm not choosing this. I'll cooperate because I'm a member here and my dad will get orders and I get to leave. Thank God. But right now, I cooperate. But I'm not accepting this because I see this. The Lord's done some awesome things here tonight. And it is 9.30. And I'm going to be teaching in exactly 12 hours. And my flesh would absolutely love to go home right now. Get these wet clothes off. Eat whatever sandwich my wife is going to fix me. And go to bed. That's what my flesh wants to do. But there's something down in here that says, we just haven't got there yet. And you know something? I got to look me in the mirror tonight and in the morning. And I got to listen to what he has to say about this. I wonder. There wasn't a show put on here a while ago. I'm in the middle of a sentence. In case you forgot. I was telling a good story. And this young man that I love very much walks in here and all of a sudden... I saw that stuff on him just like that. And I'm thinking, I can't stop this for that. And so I tried to ignore it so I could keep going. But I walk over here, and there's nothing flowing. There's no words coming. There's nothing to hear and repeat. All I can hear and see is a young man with the hand of God on his life mightily that the devil's trying to steal what God's doing in his life. There's no words flowing over here. There's, I got a microphone and there's nothing to say because once you learn to be dependent upon hearing and repeating, you can't fill in the gaps. So I walk back over here and there's nothing to say. And I wait. Lord, that doesn't make sense to me to interrupt this because that's not really fitting with this. And so, you know, okay, whatever. Nothing. So if I want to obey God, 
there's nothing left to do but just let you sit and do what God says. Frankly, I didn't even realize how you were responding till the Spirit began to lift off him a little bit. That the, the Spirit of ministry began to lift a little bit, and all of a sudden I, I realized, whoa, I wasn't getting that done with my words. What did you feel that made you react like that? It wasn't a pre-planned church service. It was a witness of the Holy Ghost. There's so many of your precious people. You want this on your terms. I remember Brother Tommy Kraft telling a story many, many years ago. I don't remember the lady's name. Some of you may. But it was a little old lady in his church years ago. And it could be as quiet as uh, an empty building. And all of a sudden she'd get up and scream and take off running. I forget who the person was, but it was some wealthy person or some dignitary happened to be in service that night. And he was cringing. He was praying, oh, God, don't let sister so-and-so do that. And so he's trying to keep it all orderly and perfectly acceptable. And all of a sudden, when he least expected it, there goes sister so-and-so. She jumps up, throws her head back, and screams at the top of her voice and takes off running. And Brother Kraft said, he just started cringing. But then when he erupted, the church took their cue from her, and they followed her. Brother Kraft said when it all settled down, he was really concerned about what this, this either wealthy guy or dignitary was going to say. And he waited, and the guy says, I'll tell you what I like best about your service. It was that little old lady that got up and screamed and ran around. Brother Kraft said, the man said to him, I don't know what she's got, but that's what I want. The only seeker-friendly church is one that's first Jesus friendly. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. My, my, my. I wonder, I wonder if you could settle something with Jesus tonight. I wonder if rather than this being a, like a New Year's resolution... I wonder if you would respond to the depth that the Holy Ghost is dealing with your heart personally right now. And I wonder if by the grace of God you could make a decision that is so real that you are so sure that it's God that you make up your mind with His help by His grace. I will never settle for less 
than a supernatural and a spirit-led church service ever again. Let's pray right now that you will never settle. I'm not talking about just preachers. That little old lady, she wasn't a preacher. She's just a child of God that wanted to be used to God, and she was absolutely determined that she was not going to sit there and let other people's carnality quench what she had in God. Would the hungry saints of God rise up in their spirits and say, if God chooses to use me to break the resistance in a service, I will yield to God. I will not fear what somebody's going to think. I trust God. I trust my pastor. And I trust them that if I'm out of order, they will deal with me kindly. So I will respond to God. My God. Come on. Come on. There's something happening really deep right now. Come on. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord's waiting for your answer. The Spirit of the Lord's waiting for your answer. My God, my God, my God, my God. You know the biggest lie the devil tells a preacher? Do something. You got to do something. I'm sorry to say I never heard the man preach. But I heard some of his tapes. But I heard much about him. His name was Verbal Bean. He was one of the most powerful men of God that has lived as a part of my lifetime. He's passed away now. But one of the reasons he was so mightily used to God, he was so committed to God that when... He took the microphone. He refused to say a word till God spoke. He wouldn't fill in empty space with words. I heard the story that many times he would walk to a microphone when the pastor turned the service to him and he would just stand with his eyes closed and wait. I heard there was one night, he waited over an hour, stood there, never made a sound, never said a word. And all of a sudden, after an hour, 
somebody just reacted to the Holy Ghost. And the place went absolutely up in smoke and people got the Holy Ghost. Oh God. Oh God. Who are we called to please? God or people? From a human perspective, they're good people. Their life is busy. They want you to get it done. Let's get it done. I've come to church. Isn't that good enough? Let's get it done. Get done whatever it is you need to do, preacher. Because, you know, this is good and, and I want to be a part of this. But I really got other thing, things I need to do. Let's get it done. Brother N.A. Ershin told me personally. And told Brother Cisco and I and, and, and when we were together. And I heard him tell it in a public meeting his dad who was one of the pioneers of Pentecost at the beginning of the last century he said the things my dad was known for didn't happen in church he said he'd have church and get it over with as quick as he could and then he'd say everybody that needs to go you're welcome to go but those of you who'd like to stay and just tarry and pray with me for a while stick around Brother Urshan said his dad, Andrew Urshan, called that the second service. And he said that's where all the healings took place. It's where all the prophecy happened. It's where all the manifestation of God took place. He gave that crew what they wanted and sent them on home in their smug self-righteousness. And then God manifested himself to the hungry. I don't know what you got to do and how you feel to do it. But quit settling burping people and changing their diaper, patting their backs. Had a man tell me one time, I love him. He loves me to this day. Years ago, he told me, he said, you know, brother, right now, the church is like a hospital. And we've all had difficult weeks. And and when we come to church, we, we really need someone to comfort us and soothe us and strengthen us he said now the way you're leading church is not very customer friendly because we face enough pressure all week and we come to church and all you do is pressure us to hunger for god more brother right this the church could get a lot bigger if you could just get the understanding that it's supposed to be a hospital and i said brother If you're looking for a hospital, I got several addresses you can try. But this is not a hospital. This is a supernatural body of Christ that is seeking and hungering to be a part of Christ and what Christ is doing. Oh, yes, he heals and helps people. But our number one focus is not what we're getting. It's what we're giving to Him. My voice is clear. I have spoken. I have stood in your midst. And I have called your name. But you have not heard me. Because you have caused my voice to be known in your ears. But I am here tonight. I call you, I call your name, I have called you to do my ministry. 
There's a verse that effectively the Spirit just quoted. It is Romans 8.14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And there's a couple of translations that say it this way. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they only are the sons of God. Can we pray? Nobody's trying to shame you. Nobody's trying to embarrass you. Nobody's trying to criticize you. That's not the purpose of this. But can you not feel the depth of the Spirit that's calling you to get out of your rut? To get out of your rut. To break free from your the, the, the spirit of tradition that has you bound. And follow Him. Seek Him. Please Him. Can't you feel that? Can't you hear His voice? Why don't you obey God? Whatever God's telling you to do, do it. Why don't you respond to the Holy Ghost? Come on. Why don't you respond? Come on. This is it. What you do next is up to you. The ministry is complete. Now the only question is what you're going to do with it. What are you going to do? What's your response going to be? What are you going to do? Would you quit comparing yourselves among yourselves and measuring yourselves by yourselves? Why don't you ask Jesus, what do you want with me, Jesus? What do you want from me, Jesus? What can I do to please you? What has to be changed in my me and my thinking in my life, my way, to please you, Jesus? To please you, Jesus. There's a couple of you. You've been at this a while. That you've had seasons where you hungered and hungered and hungered and it just didn't seem like anything happened because of your hunger and now you're you're just weary. Every time the spirit begins to move to try to trigger your hunger again and get you to respond, you just you're just so tired. And your, your humanity says, not again, Lord. Come on, not again. 
Not again, Lord. Not again. I'm just so frustrated, Lord. I'm just so weary, Lord. I've tried so many times. It just didn't seem to work. Not again, Lord. Not again. Hear the word of the Lord. You will seek... You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I'm not saying you didn't seek him before. But if you didn't find him, there was something you were holding back. Because his word cannot lie. He does not negotiate terms. You seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Come on. Your whole heart. All of it. Not 80%. Not 90%, not 95%, not 99%, not 99.5%, not 99.9%. You will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. So rather than blaming God because you sought him and nothing happened, why don't you let the Holy Ghost shine the light? in your life so you can be honest with yourself about what you were holding back that kept him from responding to you. He doesn't negotiate terms. You want him? His terms. Come on. That's a word from God to somebody in this place. Come on. You justify yourself. You feel so justified, but I prayed, Lord, I fasted. I did some long fasts, but nothing happened. It just doesn't work. That's a lie. It's a lie. It does work if you seek him with your whole heart. It does work if you seek him with your whole heart. We're done. If you need to go, you're welcome to go. Honestly. I know some of you got a long drive. You got to work tomorrow. I understand it's no problem. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. When are we going to get tired of making excuses for ourselves? When are we going to get honest and quit making excuses for ourselves? When? 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 Are we going to stop making excuses for ourselves? Come on. Come on.
Come on. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Here I am, Jesus. No excuses. All of me. Do with me as you please, Father. Here I am. Here I am. Do with me as you please. Here I am. All of me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Itaha loro tororo bukura tatabaha. Yea. Ikalarabataha. Tie. Tie kaha si. Tie kahalaratatataha. Here we are again. You're staying. That's fine. It's great you're staying. But if you're not going to press past your flesh while you stay, honestly, you really, you really need to go get some rest. You'd be better off going to get some rest than staying here and not praying. Come on. Come on, don't let your don't let your your flesh cheat you out of this. Don't let your flesh cheat you out of this. Don't let your flesh cause you to settle. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. My, 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 my. Alolobokurata talarata batahai. Hey, ekie kalorororobokurata tatabahai. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus.